Welcome to the Glasgow Baptist Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Erdie Carter. We want to help you apply biblical truth to your daily life. Well, good morning, church. Hey, a couple, let me, let me do a follow-up on a couple announcements. Uh, first is Journey Through Bethlehem. Here's what we would love for you to spread the word. Uh, we decided to, our, our folks who lead that charge decided we were going to do that this year because in any year that we've done it, this is the year people need to hear the gospel the most and realize that there is something greater than COVID. So help us. We're, we're on a, what is today? Today's the 6th. So we're 12 days away, so in order for that to take place, if you'll help us by spread the word. The second one is, is you, uh, JJ kind of laughed when he saw the announcements on uh, the um, under, under, undies for everyone. We're partnering with the city on that. Uh, so the city is trying to help children and families in need this Christmas. Uh, they, we know they get coats, but one of the things we've learned is they need socks and underwear the most. So if you can help us by bringing that to the church, uh, for new, um, uh, uh, Brian, not used, uh, that would be, that would be uh, uh, I, I know, but uh, we would prefer new. So that would help. All right? Well, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Luke uh, chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I'll see if I can turn this on for us. And it's not. We will be all right. Oh, that's it. Uh, COVID has really thrown everything in a wrench this year, um, not only in America, but in other countries. In fact, this year in Finland, they can no longer do the Declaration of Christmas Peace uh, live. Now, I, I know you're, you're up on all the things that happen around the world, and you know about the Declaration of Peace in England. It's been going on for over 700 years. What happens on uh, noon on Christmas Eve is they gather uh, in this small community. They gather, and there's a band and music played. And at some point uh, during the ceremony, lasts about 45 minutes, you can go and YouTube it and watch it if you speak their language. And you can watch at some point there'll be a, an elected official come to a balcony of a uh, in the town square of this uh, old, old place that, that represents for them the history. And they come and they read this declaration of peace at Christmas. And it's a powerful moment. In fact, uh, let me share with you what that declaration of peace says. You can see it on the screen today. It says this, Tomorrow, God willing, is a graceful celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior, and thus is declared a peaceful Christmas time to all. By uh, advising devotion and to behave otherwise quietly and peacefully. Because he who breaks this peaceful peace and violates the peace of Christmas. By any legal or improper or illegal or improper behavior shall undergo a... Um, Well, I just can't say that word. Aggravating circumstances. I'm like, I know that word, aggravating circumstances. Be guilty and punished according to what the law and statutes prescribe for each and every offense separately. Finally, a joyous Christmas feast is wished for all inhabitants of the city. Uh, 
ever had a brain moment? There was mine. So, um, but it's an interesting thing. They, they gather, and, and, and in this small community in Finland, and everybody watching, they proclaim this declaration of Christmas peace. In fact, the law is very stringent on you being peaceful. You not creating an uproar on Christmas. Because Christmas is a holy day. Christmas is a day to celebrate. And I love that declaration of peace because it reminds us that Jesus came to bring us peace. To be our Prince of Peace. To be the one who rescues us. To give us peace in our time of struggles. So this morning, what I want us to do is we continue in our Advent series, Rediscovering Christmas. I want to talk about peace. We need peace, not just today. We need peace every day, don't we? We need the peace that can only come through Jesus Christ. And what I love about the the Christmas story, and as we'll see today, last week we looked at Simeon, this week we're going to look at some shepherds. What better group of people? For the angels come to declare God to the world than shepherds. The peace that is for everyone that night is shared out in the country to a group of men that nobody thought was impressive, that nobody thought highly of, but God. So if you have your Bibles here, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, would you stand as we read God's holy word? This morning I'm going to read from the New King James Version. I'm going to do that because uh, as I was reading the text this week, I just thought, as we hear the, the, the translation read, we oftentimes can relate to the King James, New King James Version. So that's why I chose that today. Verse 8 says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. And the, uh, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men." So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Verse 16, And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard marveled, at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. You may be seated. So this morning as we look at our text, this is the idea I want you to catch today. True peace that overpowers fears and guides us is found only in Jesus Christ. True peace. If you, we want to know what true peace looks like, it's only found in Jesus Christ. Now you go, now listen, Pastor, I, I, I've been at odds with these people, my family, you know, praise the Lord for COVID, I don't have to see them this year. I got a reason not to have them gather, go gather with them. We're at peace as long as they stay on their side of town. I'm at peace as long as I stay. That's not really peace, folks. That's just an agreement to separate. Peace is that peace that, that only Christ can give, that allows you to, to not be bothered by trifle things, by things that upset us, by things that get us worked up. True peace is found in Jesus Christ. And it overpowers our fears, it overpowers our, our, our thought process so that we know what peace looks like. So let me give you four things I think we find in this text that you, as we look at peace that we, we see. Uh, first of all, peace is available to everyone. Peace is available to everyone. Now, not everyone will receive that peace, but everyone has the opportunity to have the peace that only comes through Christ. In fact, that night, the angels proclaimed these words in verse 10. It says this, Then the angels said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for who? All people. Any, who do we leave out there? No one. We don't leave out anyone. The good news of Jesus Christ is for everyone. The peace that comes through Christ is for everyone. If you will acknowledge him. If you will confess your sins. If you will realize that Jesus is God in the flesh. That he came. That he went to a cross. He died for your sins. He rose again on the third day and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You can have peace. But now here's the thing. I think it's interesting that, that that's the message that comes to the shepherds. I mean, listen, the shepherds again, they, you know, um, the shepherds aren't that great of, uh, in society. Nobody wants to be around shepherds because shepherds deal with dirty, smelly animals that are, that are unclean. Shepherds aren't welcomed in homes. They're, they're having to be stuck out in the field. A shepherd on this night is out close to Jerusalem because, you know, they'll have animals for, the, for celebrations and all. So they're close enough to get them to, to, to Bethlehem and Jerusalem, but they're not so close that they bother anybody. And as they go out there, what they do is they have to sleep out there to make sure nobody comes and steals the animals. Or no animal comes and tries to attack them. And so what you would see is, is, if you went to Israel, you would see these little stone walls that they could put the sheep in these walls and there'd be an entrance or, or a path that you could walk in. And the shepherds would lay down and sleep in that area right there so the sheep wouldn't get past them. Now remember when Jesus says, my sheep know my name, in that pen might be multiple groups of sheep. 
But when the shepherd got ready to lead them, he had his own unique sound, and the sheep that knew that was his would follow him, and the others would stay. Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus came as our shepherd. We are his sheep. So it is appropriate for the angels to come that night and to announce Jesus is coming to a group of shepherds. Let me tell you, there's three things about the shepherds that, that you and I need to do. They're not special. Listen, God's not looking for special people. He's looking for humble people, available people, people who will acknowledge him, not themselves. And so the shepherds are not special. There's nothing great about shepherds. I mean, if you were to have a shepherd in your house, it wouldn't be anything you'd go advertise. It's not like you invited the president, the governor, the preacher. It ain't any of those. Well, the preacher may fall in the line with the shepherd. You know, I don't know how you think about a preacher. But they're not, they're not special. Second thing about, about shepherds, they're not arrogant. They're humble. They're not arrogant because they recognize what their job is. They recognize that their, their role is to deal with a bunch of sheep. Do you realize sheep are some of the dumbest animals on the earth? You know what Jesus calls us? I'm not saying we're dumb, but I'm just saying Jesus called us sheep, right? They're not arrogant. They know what they're doing and what they got. Third thing we find is they're not the religious elite. If you would have thought, I mean, if you'd ask a Jew who Jesus is going to announce himself with to, it wouldn't be a shepherd because the shepherd's not very religious on the, on the scale. Uh, let me back up. I won't say they're not religious. They're not of the religious elite. They're not a Pharisee. They're not a Sadducee. They're not, you know, they're not keeping all the laws as they're supposed to be. They're just handling up those sheep. If you want to know who Jesus Christ is today, you, you fall in line like these shepherds. Realize it's not about you. You're nothing special. He is. Don't be arrogant. Don't think you've got the answers because you don't. You can't promise tomorrow. You can't do anything, but God can. And don't be so religious that you miss Christ. Peace is available for everyone. But you've got to recognize who Jesus is. second thing I want you to catch from the text is peace overpowers your fears. Peace overpowers your fear. Now look, when, in verse 10 that we read a few minutes ago, when the angels showed up to the, to the shepherds, what, what do they tell the shepherds? This is your part. Don't be afraid. Probably easier said than done. But, but let's, let's, let's take this for a second. Every time an angel or God shows up, people are afraid. Rightfully so. In fact, we've been in the book of Exodus before this series. And remember, with the people of Israel, when they went to the, the base of the mountain and, and God spoke and they all heard it, what happened? They were fearful. 
In fact, they went to Moses and said, listen, we'd rather not do that again. You go have a conversation with him and then come back and tell us. We'd rather not. Fearful. But peace overcomes our fears. That's what the angels told the shepherds that night. They're bringing good news, peace for everyone. When you have peace in your heart that comes through Christ, you can overcome any fear because you know one is greater. You know that there is one more powerful. In fact, this week I talked to one of our church members who's been going through uh, some health issues. And I didn't ask permission, so I'm not going to tell you who it is or anything. But I got off the call with them. My heart was overwhelmed with joy. Because of the peace that they had. The peace that they were walking through this process, knowing that God is greater than anything they're facing. Peace. Peace overpowers our fears. When we put God in its rightful place, when, when we recognize who Christ is, we can overcome whatever we face. But the problem is, what happens is we come to this place in our life and we, and we, we know God's powerful, but we want, tend to take control and, and want to believe we ought to be able to handle this. When Really, if we give it over and let the peace of Christ take over. Those shepherds in the field that night, they didn't say, we don't want to hear this. Peace came upon them because of the good news. Paul tells us this in Philippians. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything. But in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And catch this. You catching? And the peace of God will surpass all understandings, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. Did you catch that? Present it to God. And if you are in a right relationship, if Christ is the Lord of your life, you can have the peace that overcomes all those fears. And Jesus says it this way in John. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Now catch this, I do not give to you as the world gives. What's the world give us? Show of hands, the world give you peace? Yeah, see, the world's not giving us peace, it's giving us heartaches. Giving us pain. It says, I don't give you as the world gives you, but don't let your hearts be troubled or fearful. Christ came to give us peace. So here's the question for you this morning. Are you living with the peace of Christ in your heart? Now think about that. Are you living with the peace of Christ in your heart? 
Now, it's one thing to say yes, but, but are you doing that? Growing up on the farm, Jesse Brown, I was thinking about you this morning. Growing up on the farm, I was uh, around farms, I should say that. We, we didn't have our own farm, but our neighbors had a farm, and we were always having to go, go to part of their property. And when we get there, they had cattle. And so what they had was, as many people do, Brian Boone, is an electric fence. Um, and uh, if you've ever been shocked by electric fence, you know you don't want that very many times, Okay. It's just one of those things. You might think it's fun the first time until you get a hold of it, and then you decide that ain't very good. And to get into the field, we had this, we had this spring-loaded um, insulator that you would grab. You'd pull the spring, unhook the fence, and you would open the gate or you'd get through. Now, here's the thing about it. When you grab hold of that spring, that insulated spring hold, it's, gonna, it's not going to shock you. Right, Brian? Right, Jesse? It's not going to shock you. But do you know how many times I would go up to that spring to grab hold of it to open that gate? I knew it wasn't going to shock me. But still, my hand, you know, again, you get knocked down by one, especially if they got it cranked up pretty good. You think twice before you grab hold of that thing. And I would, I would. And then, once you unhook the fence, here's the kicker. The electric fence is no longer hot this direction. Because it's hot over here, it's no longer, I still wouldn't grab hold of it. So I knew it, but it was hard for me to practice. I knew that fence, if I grabbed hold of that in the right way, would not shock me. But it was a difficult thing for me to do. Do you have peace in Christ in your heart? But are you putting it to action? Third thing I want you to catch is, is this. Peace calls you to action. You can talk about peace all you want, but if you don't put it into action, are you missing it? Oh, I got peace, but I worry about everything. Well, I, I, I don't know how you can have both. Pastor, I, I just worry. I just worry. But I know God. I, I trust God's peace. No, you really, you really don't. You need to have a come to Jesus meeting here. You got to put it into action. Yeah, you, have to, you have to do what, what it took me years to do. Just grab hold of that insulator and unhook that fence. Not worry about it. Because it not, it's not going to shock me. God's, God's peace is going to take over. Look what, the, look what the wise men do. Look at verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, now catch this. Remember the people of Israel, we don't want to hear God anymore. Moses, you, you be the one. You talk to him and then tell us. This wasn't the case with the shepherds. Look what they did. Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that, that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And now when they had seen him, they had made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. Catch that. 
Angels tell them there's this babe born. The Son, the Messiah, the, the Savior has come into the world. Lord, and we use all those terms. And rather than going, oh, we, we're afraid, they go, let's, let's go quickly. Let's, let's go see. Action takes place. When you and I have the peace of Christ in our heart, we, we tend to act. We act appropriately. We act the way we should act. Paul says it this way in Colossians. And let the peace of Christ, which is, which, to which you are also called into one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Paul says it this way in Romans. So then, let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Action. When we understand peace, we call to action. So what does that look like? Well, that looks like forgiveness for, in some cases. Maybe we're at odds with somebody. It, it doesn't mean that the other person will forgive you. It just means you've come to a place in your life that you have forgiven them and you've repented of your issue with them and you move on because the peace of Christ is dealing in your heart. It, it means when you've lost a loved one and you are just so torn, if a parent loses a child, it's got to be one of the most devastating losses that a, a, a person can experience. But you have to find peace with Christ and move on. And move on. Doesn't mean you forget that child. Doesn't mean they're that, that you still don't grieve over that child, but, but your life cannot be consumed by, I miss them. And over and over stories. When a spouse leaves you for this world, goes to the heavenly being, you, you have to find the peace that only comes through Christ. Otherwise, you will, you'll be miserable. Peace. When the doctor says, listen, there's nothing else we can do. We've done it all. I can't promise you what tomorrow will hold for you, but I can tell you everything we've done, and it's not worked. Peace to know that God's greater. Peace requires action. And for us, that action is trusting that, that God is greater than anything we know. And that the peace of Christ can sustain us through whatever we face on this side of eternity. Because remember, we're just passing through. We're exiles in this land. This is not our home. If you belong to Jesus, your home is in glory, not here. And glory is much better. Being in the presence of the Lord is much greater than being right here. And so peace leads us to action. The fourth thing we see, peace is only found in Jesus. It's only found in Jesus. When the angels came that day to the shepherds, what a group of guys appropriate to tell that the good shepherd is coming with shepherds to announce peace into the world to guys that the world 
looked down upon. To announce peace and a savior to, to people nobody else cared or loved. Peace is only found in Jesus. We, we can try all we want to manufacture peace. But oftentimes in our desire to manufacture peace, we just come to a place in our, our life to say, we're just going to write you off, or we're just going to move on, or we're just going to separate ourselves. We're no longer go- That's not real peace. That's ignoring. Peace comes in the form of Jesus Christ. Only in Jesus. Paul tells us this in Ephesians 2. For he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his flesh. Peace only comes through Jesus. The story of a king who decided he was building a new, new palace. He said, in my palace, what I'd like to do is find a painting. I want a painting in my palace. So he announced it to the town and said, I want all of you to come up with a painting, but it has to represent peace. I'm going to give you several months. You paint your painting. You draw your pictures. You do whatever, but it has to represent peace. Months go by, and the king begins to receive these paintings, and he looks over all the paintings and narrows it down to two. He brings the two paintings into the foyer of his palace, and he puts them on the wall for everybody to come in and see the two finalists, and he'll choose. The first painting was a beautiful, picturesque lake, had gorgeous trees and flowers and Everything, the, the sky was so blue and the sun was shining down. The lake could, was crystal. It would see the reflection of the flowers and the trees off the lake. It was just magnificent. The other one was different. The other was this, this mountain, rustic, rocky mountain. The sky behind it was dark. Almost thunderclouds in the background, jagged edges, not a lot of grass, more, more dead than anything else. But down partway on the mountain was this tree. The artist had painted this tree, and in this tree sat this bird in a nest warming the, the eggs that were in the nest. Everybody marveled at the two. Everybody thought, oh, we know the answer, which one is going to be, but they didn't. Because the king came back and said, we're going to take the mountain. Everybody thought, why? He said, because peace is not the absence of conflict. It's peace in the presence of conflict. You see, that represented peace. That bird warming her eggs, taking care of everything in the midst of conflict around us. That's true peace. 
You may have conflict in your life today. You may have sorrow, hurt, peace. It's never the absence of conflict. J. Oswald Sanders says it this way in his leadership devotion. He says, peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of God. And I think that's a great way to think about it. You and I are going to face trouble. We're going to face heartache. But God's in the midst. That's when we know true peace. I don't know what you're, what you're going through. What I can tell you is, on a typical year, this is still a very difficult time of year. Take COVID out, this is still always one of those, those months people struggle with the most. Time has changed, it gets darker sooner. So the days seem more dreary. If you've lost a loved one, the nights get longer. If you're hurting, it seems like everyone else is finding joy. People are happy to buy presents, and you're just begging to get through the day. If, you, if that's you today, can I tell you Jesus is the answer? Jesus is the answer, and you go, Pastor, that's just a, a phrase. Everybody says Jesus is the answer. No, no, no. I'm telling you. You want to know peace, you surrender everything, your thought, your mind, your actions to Jesus. And live with a peace that can only come through Christ. Doesn't mean chaos isn't going to happen. Doesn't mean troubles aren't going to find you. It just means when they do, you find peace. But you have, you have to find peace in Jesus. Means you have to get up every day recognizing it's going to be a difficult day. God, I need the peace that only comes through you. It may mean every hour you've got to stop and ask for that peace. It may mean every second of your day you've got to spend your time focusing on the love of Christ and not on what the world is telling you to think about. But you can have peace. But if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior... You've missed it, and you've got to begin there by surrendering yourself to him, by acknowledging he is the only way to salvation, that peace only comes through him. If you're here this morning and that's the decision of your heart, or if there's another decision, whether it's join our church family, if you're watching us by uh, Channel 6 or, or online and you've got a decision on your heart, here's what I'd like for you to do today. Would you take this number down? 270-681-2363. 270-681-2363. And just write, I need peace. That's all you have to text. You can text that, call that, and say that, however you want to do it. You can text it or call it, and we'll get right back in touch with you. We'll call you right back, and we'll begin the conversation of what does that mean for you? Does that mean you need prayers? Does that mean... You need Jesus. Is that, what, what does that mean? If, if you want to join our church family, just text that number or call that number. Would you respond today? Let's stand together.